everybody. Welcome back to the studio. I'm Pat Daly, and this is the 411 Podcast. To my right, Mr. Michael Pontrelano. It is always a pleasure to be here. And to my left, Mr. Will Casey. Happy to be here. Oh, man, how we doing today, boys? Absolutely we got some fantastic. great news all around today. I'm feeling awesome. How are you, Mike? Oh, just magnificent. Just really excited to get back into the podcast. We got, some, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to and talk about. And you know about. what? Yeah, we do. I'm with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Will, just having a good day. How are you, man? Yeah, doing just fine. Doing just fine. Doing swell. Doing swell. I love it. Let's. Talk. I'm behind. Those of you at home, I hope you're happy with whatever the election, you know. Whatever the election will with. see. Hey, anything can happen at whatever this point. Whatever happens. We're going to see. Um, let's start it right off. As per usual, Patriots Bills. Come on, Cam. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Pats v. Jets. We'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Please, Lord, let us get a win. Um, <laughs> we're going to be talking fantasy stock. Buy low, sell high, those type players. Like we've been talking about, key to the season, this is the time. People making playoff pushes right now. Playoff pushes are coming right now. And to finish it off, do the Pats tank? Where do they go from here? What's going to happen? And along like with that, <laughs> are like they the trade there. deadline winners? Did they win the deadline? Did they lose the deadline? Are you happy with what they did at the deadline? Patriots in general, really. Patriots. What's gonna ha- Update. What, what the hell is going to happen with All the that Patriots? Good stuff. All right. Pats, Bills. There's nothing new to say. Actually, mm, it uh, I don't know. No, Hold on. Damian Harris had on New York game. My first question, and I'll start, I think, with Mike. Yeah. Was there any good that came out of this game? Yes, there was. I, I think that they had a hard-fought game. It sucked to see them just, you know, come just short. Uh, but I really did like what we saw from Jacoby Myers. I thought that for a while he's a, he's a good receiver, uh, and I'd like to see more of him. I think the injury to Edelman really just made him get a more Had prominent role. I'm happy with that. Like Will um, foreshadowed earlier, Damian Harris needs to get more carries. That guy is a machine. He has a top 17 in any game this season. I'd like to see him get more. I think he's. And if, and if you guys remember, I called this Will three called weeks it. ago. Yeah, Will I, called I do it. remember that. It's very nice. Yeah. Will, was there any good that came out of this game? Um, my favorite thing out of this game was definitely Damian Me Harris. Me too. I was working on Sunday. Didn't get to see much of the Patriots Fantastic. game. However, I did get to see Damian Harris as well as you guys on Sunday. Very frustrating. Always happy to see Cam Newton. Come on. Fumble. No pun intended. Fumble in okay, the bag. Okay, fumble anytime you Once want. again. Anytime you want, except this. Just go like. Just. And it, it just slide. Slide. He, he doesn't know how to slide. And it, it's very concerning. It, it, came down, it came down to just poor execution. Sloppy, sloppy football is what it came down to. And I think if the Patriots win that game, I don't think they, I don't think they're going to win in the division per se. But yeah, if I mean you get the tiebreaker against the Bills, and you still you're within you know arm's also reach. Also away, exactly. You're within arm's reach of being able to beat the you know get close to winning the division at least. But I think the Patriots passed the eye check Sunday. But from a statistical standpoint, they had the ball for longer. They had a better third down efficiency. They had more total yards, and just looked like the better team in the second half. But that, to me, is what the problem is. They play awful early. They are last, dead last I've in been, first quarter points. I've been saying it. Too little, too late with the I know. Patriots. That's ex- ex- exactly right. And a run-heavy team like the Patriots aren't going to be good from playing from behind. It's I know funny. Pat and I – It's funny. We talk about the Patriots as a run-heavy team now. I know. We have ne- never we have been, been that way in team. 20 years. And obviously because of Tom Brady. And I, I don't want to be a butthurt Brady fan, but if Brady's here and we're playing like this in the first half – those second half games are definitely reachable because we have a quarterback who can I, actually I'm throw also, the ball. I'm also a strong Newton believer. can throw the ball. Newton cannot I, throw I the ball. I think Tom Brady doesn't take as much in situations like that. He did this season, as we saw with the play clock. But uh, younger One Tom game. Brady, I don't think he makes a 
I agree. He does I definitely agree. And look, I don't know if I'm the only one. Whenever Newton drops back for a pass, I get nervous. Like, I literally, I literally get scared. I don't, at the I don't, beginning of the season, I didn't. I don't get nervous. I wouldn't say nervous. Dude, I when think he drops back for a pass. I think his bigger issue is the fumble. Maybe it's just He's my He's got to work on memory. ball protection. Yeah. Uh, yeah I agree with you. Problem. It's just sloppy. Yeah. That's all i got to say about it. Sloppy. It is sloppy. You know what I mean? I think there were some positives that came out of this game. I think, like Will said, Damian Harris, obviously great production. Thoughts about our defense? We're young. It, look, you limited the red-hot Josh Allen, who for the first quarter of the season was looking like a legitimate MVP contender to less than 200 passing yards. I think less than 150, too. I think it was like oh. 149 or something. That not boy, JC, J- JC Jackson, I got high hopes for. I high love JC Jackson. I, I think, think we're kind of all I think right that. now, I think he's the best player on the team. If you look at this season alone, JC Jackson is the one guy who's consistently giving you really great performances yep, game in and game out. Most underrated defensive back in the entire league. I Speaking of that, completely agree. Um, follow this guy on TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got a lot of good content <laughs> The Tailgate Podcast. Tailgate oh, Podcast. Yeah, okay. He's got a lot of, you know, fantasy. I mean, stuff. I don't want to say I'm TikTok famous, but like. <laughs> like, I'm an influencer. <laughs> don't talk to me. I'm yeah, probably not going to college. I'm just going to be an influencer, right? There I'm, you go. Yeah. Don't, touch <laughs> me. Don't, don't touch me. I'm famous. Don't touch me. <laughs> All right. So next up is going to be Patriots versus Jets. Oh, God. Please. Please, please, Lord. Will, Megan. start us off with it. What are we, how are we feeling about this game? My first thought on this game is this is a must-win <laughs> game. You not, really hope okay, so. Not because of playoff purposes, but because the Jets are simply <laughs> horrendous. Morality purposes. I, mean, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't remember the word. Morality. The Jets, the Jets are 0-8. 32 accepted penalties. Highest in the league. <laughs> And 335 penalty yards on the year, second <laughs> to only the Saints. Oh my God! Saints, I mean, really? They're pitiful. This is a must-win game for morale purposes only. <laughs> the, the Pats are playing bad, but the Jets are playing even worse. I don't have any stats or really anything to back it up <laughs> except the fact that the Jets are winless on the season. <laughs> my only thing. You don't need much more. Exactly. My <laughs> only thing is when not if when <laughs> the Patriots beat the Jets by like two or three scores, whatever it is. I don't. I don't think the line's two or three scores. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's seven. I think it's a touchdown. Yeah, as of uh, now, it, it changes throughout the week. But as of Wednesday night, I think Wednesday's today, right? Wednesday. Okay. As of Wednesday night, it's seven today points. Is Wednesday. <laughs> um, please, if they win this game, don't think that they're going to be playoff contenders. It's Stop the like, oh, they the just beat the Jets. It's the Jets. No big deal. It's the, the Jets. You would hope <laughs> this is an easy win. You really keep fingers crossed. Pats are obviously coming off a four-game losing streak. Super disappointing. <laughs> Four game yeah, this oh, and God, I'm not. Sa- you're good. And this is obviously I'm not saying this is anything special at all. It's a young defense, but our defense has potential. We've got the MVP Patrick Mahomes, pretty much almost the entire season. We're we're literally one of the only defenses to do that this season. There you go. That's what I have to say about it. This defense has serious potential. We're young. We can stop the Jets. Please God, Please. we can stop the Jets. <laughs> you'd I'd, hope. You'd really hope. I do have the Patriots. First time in what four or five weeks? <laughs> eking, not eking out a win, winning the game twenty-four to fourteen. I haven't had them winning a game since the Raiders, which was week three, and then before that, I had them losing to the Seahawks. I think I've only predicted the Patriots to win in three games. Wow. Yikes. What's your <laughs> oh, my prediction: it's gonna be twenty-seven to thirteen. I have New England winning this one. Well, prediction: I always predict low, and then the Patriots score high. Then I switch my predictions to high, <laughs> and they always score low. Can't just can't catch a break, huh? But he did predict Damian Harris correct. So. He did. He did. I know this should be an easy game. Seventeen fourteen Patriots. Wow. Okay. okay. And you it know should what? Should be an easy game. 
it's gonna be it's gonna feel more comfortable than the score was. And you know what's you know what's a little like just like oh so attached to what the score was. <laughs> we didn't go. <laughs> when <laughs> Will said that, we, we, a three we, point we, win we, we to the winless Owenay Jets. We all we all kind of like. Oh. Yeah, all right. Like okay. that's, that's, that's a fair <laughs> statement. Oh, and you know what? Oh this God. is the team this year. What happened to the Patriots, this guys? Is re- look, just to kind of, we're going to get into it in two segments from now. Rebuilding the Patriots. All teams have them. We went on a 20 the Celtics year had them. dynasty. Look at the Celtics now. Yeah. Doing great. They're, the they're that team, team that's like kind of here, but just can't get to the championship it's contenders. So close. Every year, so close. It's rebuild year, and I'm very confident we're going to be there soon. Be- before before we move off the Patriots, I'd like to mention the two signings that the Patriots actually did make. Yep, that's true. Jonathan Moncrief onto their practice squad. I would have reversed Jonathan Moncrief and Isaiah Stewart. I think Ford belongs on the practice squad, and Moncrief is more, yeah. of, a, more of a roster. I guy. think I think Moncrief I really really liked him when he was on the Colts. I, I he was not really by no means a number one option, shadowed nope. by two. I hope him, but he was a flex option yeah. at one point in his career, yeah. and I believe he hasn't fallen mm. off. I think Dante Moncrief is one of those players where like it's like two in the morning and you're on just some random website, you're like you're like searching like seven players that you forgot were in the NFL. Yeah, Dante, like Dante yeah. Moncrief's <laughs> on that list. <laughs> and also one dollars. last thing. Yeah. As I was researching about the Jets to try and find current events, anything that might help me make a sports prediction, <clears throat> all I could find was these news stories, namely New York Post, calling the Jets a catastrophe. <laughs> And Will has them beaten up. Leading, the leading in, by three. New <laughs> York Post talking about <laughs> the New York Jets and calling them a catastrophe. Probably yeah. the best thing in the world. My score prediction, 24-14. 27-13. That's what we got for it. All right, next up we got buy low, sell high candidates. Will, I want to start off with you. All right, how are we feeling? First off, we got buy low, Lamar Jackson. Yes, he's a fantastic player, but he's been, he's been having a crappy season. So I don't I don't think his value is going to get any lower than this. A smirk, a smirk is what Last I Last year to say he that. consistently put up 40 point games. This year he's struggling to do that. Maybe hold on. Sorry, my cat is here. Maybe it'll be expensive, but his value is not going to get lower than it is right now. Look, he's got a he's got a relatively hard schedule coming up. I I have a smirk face here. Okay. We know, we know what he's capable of. You know what he's capable of. He's not performing the way that he should be this year, definitely. But it's still Lamar Jackson. That's what I have to say about that. I just think the quarterback position this year in fantasy is so deep. If you really need to go for one, I would. But if you're content with your quarterback, I just wouldn't give up the price that what Lamar Jackson's name value is going to ask for. I just think he's one of those players we brought up in past podcasts where he's kind of like name over talent this year especially. Uh, I, I think, don't know. I'm I think, I think he's it. due. His schedule isn't especially hard, especially against the run. We it got just the worries me that he has only three games over 30 and four games under 20. Yeah, that's, 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 why, that's why I'm saying his value is super low. Yeah, that's true. I just know. I, it's I, not going to get any know. lower than this. I just think the trend oh, is, is, is not going in their favor. So I'm going to say disagree, but I, I see where you're coming from. All right. Well, all right. Second up, we got sell high. And I'm going with Jared Cook. Let's get some names. I don't know why I erased my entire first name. Let's go on again. <laughs> All right. I like it. I do. Jared Cook, he's been performing very well for his age. He's 33. Old. I don't see... <laughs> I have a oh, small like smile on my face. I don't, I don't see him being able to be that consistent for much longer. Um, uh, consistency? Consistency? 
<laughs> is that right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> he's been he's been <laughs> he's been pretty consistent, but um, it's hard to find that with tight ends. Right, and that's kind of the problem this year. You have Kelsey and you have Kittle, who's injured. That's and everybody it else is there, yeah. All kind of spotty. I have Hunter Henry. So what, 15? Then I'll have like literally two. Yeah. J- John U. Smith, same deal. He'll have like 24 next week. You never really know. I had Kittle. It's very sad. And I had to trade for Mark Andrews, who, again, one of those guys where he's like two games over 20 and like three games under five. Like there he's, you go. He's very spotty. I, I think that another real reason that – and Will's brought it up in the past is that Michael Thomas is coming back very shortly right. if he was this week. That. Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas is So Jared Cook is just going to see targets disappear like that. Uh, and I think Alvin Kamara is still going to demand the ball with proving it. Oh, oh. What? Oh, I thought you were going like, to prove me wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. And, and <laughs> I was say, and even in game one of like the, the Buccaneers game, you could see when Michael Thomas was out that they targeted Cook because they played through week one. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. He had Cook. He had 80 yards. Targeting Michael Thomas was a target gosh. in vacuum. They're hurting. Yeah. So I like the trade uh, away, especially if you have another tight end on your roster that you can put into a starter role. I like it. Mike. All right, so my first guy that I want you to go for is going to be David Montgomery. So he's my buy-low candidate running back for the Chicago Bears. Montgomery, for some reason, just isn't getting enough attention, and I'm not quite sure why. Here's Loving the it. main reason. Okay. Smile. Dave Montgomery has a beautiful remaining schedule. For just given like ranked from the best to worst, he gets for defenses he's facing for the rest of the season: tenth best, fourteenth, first, second, third, fourteen again, five and one again. Wow. That is that is statistically the easiest remaining schedule for any running back. You don't see that a lot. <coughs> and simple as this, guys. And with Tariq Cohen gone. Yep. Has just about to say, simple as this, Tariq Cohen's out right now. He's had back-to-back 20-plus carry games. He's getting a ton of volume. It looks like the Bears are relying on him. I think he's in for some big weeks. And another like really it. important thing, he had a brutal start to the season schedule-wise, and he actually performed really well and, even more importantly, really consistently. So I like him as a like you like very, very, very high-end flex play and, and a very, I'd say, middle-end running back too for the rest right. of the season. I like your call, Mike. And my guy that I'm thinking got to get rid of right now is going to be Ronald Jones, running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And there's really one reason. Leonard the presence, yep, the presence of Leonard Fournette has really, really I have hurt a straight his production. Face on this one. He, he averages 22 points per game when Fournette is out. When yeah. Fournette's not active, 22. That's a, that's an RB one, right. right? But when Fournette is there, when he's sharing snaps, Ronald Jones only averages nine points per game, nine times. I that's know, not very uh, good. All right, I know that that sounds like a really good reason yeah. to not want to start him, but I don't know. Don't count Fournette, Rojo Fournette out. Fournette just hasn't been there. He's not all there. Well, he he doubled uh, Ronald Jones in carries last week. Fifteen carries to seven carries. Really? So yeah, Ronald, Rojo had seven carries. Seven carries. Wow, no, that's like nothing. I'm not ready to hop on the Michael train saying that Leonard Fournette is the Michael train. And Michael's been up and down. You know, he's like, oh, he's yo, like. We were in here one time. He's like, yeah, no, I know he's bad. And then, like. Well, he was injured. No, you could. You were like, no, I, I'm going to lose that. He had four weeks and one. Then suddenly. Week two. Suddenly. Oh, right. When, when he finally does good, Michael's like, I called Dude, it. No, no, no. Yeah, I've I never done that. He had 15 and 10. Let's, let's you've, pump you've, the brakes on it a little fluctuated. bit. He hasn't been too, too great. I just think his volume is going to increase. When Bruce Arians realizes that Leonard Fournette's the better running back, I think Ronald Jones is on a very tight leash. And he already fumbled last game. Which does not bode well for him. And Leonard Fournette, like we saw, doubled Ronald Jones' carries when he made a mistake. I like Leonard Fournette a lot. Right. 
Alright, so to start it off, buy low is going to be Austin Eckler. Love that. Here's the deal with Eckler. Eckler went down with an injury very early in the season. He is projected to come back in about one week to two weeks. If you know us, we love these we injuries. Love these in- me, me and Will love the Something about these injuries. That's Fantasy right. Points love. I think right about I've now. I've got a wavy smile. Kind of like that? maybe. I don't know. I think right about now, the stock is very low because of injury, obviously. Right around this time. Perfect time to make a move. Agreed. Under Tyrod Taylor, you found a lot more times when he was under pressure, he put it right downfield. Now, with Herbert, we've seen him do a lot of check downs that could obviously benefit if Herbert, running back. If Herbert's still available in your league, by the way. Lock him down fast. <laughs> yes. I don't think he'd be in available. I think he's only like 85 If he is still, actually, Look, let me check. I was ex- just going to say, I'm actually kind of interested. What is Herbert owned at? Expect very high production from Eckler, and now is the time. You find 91%. You, you, no you find, way. You find the guy that I beat you to him. it, Will. You find oh. the guy that owns him in your league. Chances are the Eckler injury probably hurt him. Offer some solid guys and take him while you still can because he's going to be a lethal threat. What about you, Drew? I think if you have the kind of room to be able to drop a game or two because you're that, you know, high of a seed or you have a really good chance to make the playoffs. I think you may be overestimating what Eckler would be worth. No, no, no. I don't think Eckler would be worth a lot. Well, I think four weeks ago when he just got injured, I don't think he would have been worth anything. But now that he's a week or two away from coming back, Fantasy owners are going to be like, okay, his value's going like this. I'm just saying, that's far enough away where it's it's less of a benefit for the person you're trading for Eckler. You I know, know I would have traded for Eckler like two or three weeks ago. I think, I think that's kind of early. At all. You know what I mean? It's, but that's when his value is going to be at an all-time then, then low. You're, then you're waiting for too long. You know what I mean? You got, I know, I, and I think this is kind of the sweet spot but right that, now. The, the, sweet, spot. the sweet spot is kind of too early. If it feels too early, that's the sweet spot. Yeah? I don't know. I don't know. I think right about now is the sweet spot to pick up Eckler. Obviously, I really, me and Will love the injury. Injury pickups and injury um, trades and sells. I go for it. Finish it off. We got. I have a bit of a controversial one. Travis Fulgham, and I know Mike is going to disagree <laughs> with this. Simple as this: the Eagles are getting healthier. He's off five straight double-digit fantasy points. Obviously, very impressive. Alshon Jeffrey is returning. Zach Ertz is returning in one to two weeks. His numbers are on the decline. Wow, a masterpiece is being created. I'm just going to let Michael go on this one. Love to. Say that what is an angry say. man. Wow. <laughs> Oh, we yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not happy. Yeah. We got we got Michael's portrait of Toby over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I really really like Travis Fulgham for many reasons, mainly because he has been extremely consistent since he got forced into a starter role. I I just don't understand why you'd want to trade him. What it comes right down now. to, Mike, I think, is ideology when it comes to injured players, starting players returning, and I wouldn't say backups, but like third third wide receiver threes producing well <coughs> in my opinion you i see targets being taken away from him yes. and his fantasy yes. stock going it's down a, it's a possibility that his targets get taken away from him however i think just looking at his numbers over the past five weeks he's been five um in double digits for five weeks consecutively i think his consistency will yeah. outweigh the the fact that he might lose some targets i think He'll stay consistent. With he's the second-ranked wide receiver in the entire NFL. And he's also one of the only receivers it's there. So? I think I think if these guys like Alshon Jeffrey were to come back maybe a few weeks ago, okay. For the record, it'd be a different sorry. story. I, for the record, Alshon Jeffrey was questionable week one. He's right. been questionable every but he le- week. He legitimately is re- expected to return. Yes, he's, he's and again, they said that week six. 
I was because I picked him up week six. I understand. I stashed him away week six. I'm like, all right, he's gonna come back because he was expected to return. Now he's had a full month of setbacks. I'm not sold on Alshon Jeffrey coming back. I'm sold on Zach Ertz coming back, and obviously Zach Zach Ertz is solid. That's true, but in in the weeks where Zach Ertz was still there, Fulgham had 13 points and 32 points. So Ertz's presence really wasn't I that think, detrimental I think, I think you're to Fulgham. Selling Alshon Jeffrey, I do think he's. I really back. like. Okay, and, and it okay. comes down to different ideology. I think I think Alshon Jeffrey is always been a fantasy problem. He's always, he's never performed when you need him to. Agreed. Uh, okay. It's not how about does, stats. How does the Seahawks offense work? They have two amazing receivers in a run-heavy team. Okay, how does that work? Right. How does Lockett and Metcalf work? Here's Travis Kelsey. Not Travis Kelsey. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. He does drop a lot of pa- a lot of passes on occasion. He'll have a couple weeks where he'll be an absolute NFL star, mm-hmm. but then he'll just drop off and have like two or three points a week and get injured. <laughs> a significant amount of time and then get injured. Yeah. So I, I think counting on Alshon Jeffrey to produce at a high production, like Will is saying, nailed it right on the bullseye. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to bet on that. Travis Fulgham's the number one receiver. But. But. <laughs> I'm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, that little spicy podcast. Mike, I'm with you. I get it. Two different ideologies. We'll see. All right. So to finish this podcast off, um, we're gonna be talking Patriots in general. Just do we tank? What do we do from here? Because this is nothing like we've ever seen. Trade deadlines. I want to start with Mike. So I, I'm focusing more on my just plain reactions to the deadline and what the Patriots did at the deadline. I'm not mad, and I'm not happy, but if I had a genie in a bottle and I had one wish, it would really just be to understand what Belichick's plan is. Okay, I just don't I'm with get that. it. So you sit okay. at 2-5, and five, right? Yes, yeah, maybe. I think it's pride getting in the way. Maybe we should tank. Pride or ego, but we're obviously pride. we're obviously ego. not. Pride. The Patriots have be, have made no big moves. Stephon Gilmore is still on the team. We're not making any big moves, not moving any big pieces. What we did do is sign two rinky dink receivers. Duds. Like that's not what we need. We need someone who can go out there and perform consistently game after game. Completely agree. I'm with Mike after. <coughs> I was Gilmore's a- aging. I was He's 31. Right. He's our biggest asset. I was still teetering on this opinion about tanking last week. After this loss, that, that just puts a tough it does. Mm. I wasn't sold on it last week, but after this loss, I am pretty sold that the Patriots should tank. It's a rebuilding year. It happens. This is how football works. We're just not used to it because we were literally born into a pretty much dynasty. Like I, like I said before, it happened to the Celtics. They had to go with um, some Evan Turner as their number one guy for a while. Look, I'm thinking the Patriots. They'll they'll, they'll they'll take a couple of years. Give them time. This is what happens to NFL teams. We're not, be honest? We're, not, we're not used to it. We're Patriots fans. I understand, but this is what happens in sports. Can I be honest? Next year, Patriots are playoff team. Really? Super Bowl. So in in Bill we trust. In Bill uh, we trust. I don't know. Uh, here, okay, okay. My, he's made problem. some questionable moves. I still trust Bill. I don't he think he hasn't, draft draft he hasn't done anything to lose. He my hasn't made a good draft pick since 2014. That's not all being a GM or coach is. Maybe. That's not all being a GM is. I, I disagree. He hasn't made a good draft pick in a half a decade. He and, drafted and Cyrus Jones, the th- best no, quarterback in the yes! league. <laughs> and that's going to do it for the 4 one this week. And that's going to do it for the 4 one this week. I yeah, hope you guys yeah. enjoyed. No, but here's my problem. You sit at 2-5 and five when you have the winning culture that the Patriots are. 
it, that's a fair point. But it makes sense to put yourself in the best position to win, right? Right? Yeah. Right, guys? Right? 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay, but there's strategy is saying. But they didn't trade for any good players. I don't get it. So, so, I'm okay, so, I'm Bill, so right now, Bill's – okay, yeah. Well, okay. Michael's I'm like, right. I'm like, all right. Michael's right. Yeah. His <laughs> strategy – Bill's strategy as of right now is you have Do two – nothing. Right. You have two options. And I know you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm crossing my fingers saying we'll see what happens. Y you have two options in this situation. Uh -huh. You can either A, tank and trade away your players, or B, take assets. Okay, but, yeah. but, but now Gilmore, our biggest asset, he's aging, coming off a defensive yep. player of the year yep. season. And yep. playing – Yep. Terrible. Well, more of that. I'm more with of that. <laughs> Aging, coming off a Depot season. He's not going to get higher value than he is right no, now. No, he's only not. Going down. He's not. He's going to be going 31 down. next season. He's looking for top five. I think. I think. I think. I think. I think. I think. I read the Patriots were looking for a first, first round, round pick, pick and a player. And a player. Yep. Here's the thing. So I'm like, all right. So if you're not going for a good player, then you trade away your assets that aren't going to be on the team next year, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right. You don't do that. You look at your roster and you see that you are paying. Your guards, the combined highest salary in the entire league. Zach Mason and Joe Tugan are making the highest okay. money in the league. No, no, no. I so disagree. Like, okay, no, no, no. Okay. You should not. You should not sell your offensive line. An but offensive guard. Your it's okay. It's guard. People, the quarterback is. People say it's quarterback center of the team. It's different. It's the guard. O line is the center it's of the guard. team. It's not if, center if you, and it's not tackles. If it's you can't guard. If you Dude. can't give your quarterbacks time to throw, nobody can be effective. You know Stephen Neal. If Tom Brady got sacked in two seconds every time, he would not. You know be who the Stephen Neal is? You know who Stephen Neal is? I do not. Stephen Neal was a offensive. Who was a was a wrestler in college. Okay. Okay. The Patriots converted him to an offensive lineman, and he was a starter. Patriots convert people teams. all the time. So guards aren't that hard to convert. Joe Tooney has played center a few times. Like guards aren't that hard no. to convert. I mean, really we have a, we line. have a good O line right now. I feel I think, but you should I think be paying that is one of the most the underrated the money. Underrated the like the three positions in the entire league: tackle, guard, and center. I'm with Look you. at these teams. Look at the Jets. Look at right. these teams that can't protect their quarterback. They Personally, are all horrendous. I'm completely with you. Personally, I think you trade. If I was Belichick, I think you trade away Gilmore now while his stock is yeah. high. I completely agree. But I do think you keep the offensive line intact. I don't think you. I don't think you keep Tooney though, because you know that you're not going to be able to franchise Tooney every single okay. year. Okay, and it's, it's going to come to a point it's where he's going to want a lot of money. It's also situational. I think you get rid of Tooney. If you, you can't completely like, it's jump situational. Ship, if you don't have the money to pay, you don't have the money to pay. But I believe an O line is a very important it, part. Look, of it. and it al also depends on the market. That's something that. Will and I predominantly aren't really focusing on is that the market is a big deal with, you know, what you can get for a player. And obviously, apparently, if they ever fielded any trades for Tooney, they couldn't get much higher than a than a second round pick, which I think you can take a second for Tooney. But then, like Will foreshadowed earlier, you look at your roster like, oh, we have the reigning defensive player of the year who has an expiring contract and plays the deepest position on your team. You have. In my opinion, a top 10 cornerback in the NFL in J.C. Jackson, who's your second string guy. You also have Jonathan Jones there, who I think is wildly underrated and also a really good cornerback, along with your second round pick, Kyle Duggar, Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, another guy. I can go on Listen, and on. Patrick Gil Chung opted out. Gilmore's you have all sell. these guys. You get rid of Gilmore. Because right. Gilmore. He's going to be 31. Especially with J.C. Jackson. That's my favorite Completely one. Gilmore so is a sell. He's going to be 31 next season. He's looking for top five cornerback money, and you can't pay him that. So I I say if 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 you want to go out and trade for good players, good, then go do it. Well, they didn't do that. So obviously they're not in the they're not in the given the record to two and five, they're not in the mind to be winning football games. So then you should tank. Okay, well then why didn't you get a rid 
of your most valuable players who just so happen to not be in contracts that go past this season. I just don't understand why you don't get rid of them for high draft picks, which is very reasonable for those two players which you're, are, in, are in question to get rid of. Our strategy from here on out is should be to try and push Damian Harris. Agreed. Don't get rid of your offensive line unless absolutely necessary. Except for Tooney. Michael Sell Wenwu. Stephon Gilmore. Michael Wenwu has been playing out of his mind so far. The yeah, sixth-round yeah. pick out of Michigan, offensive Newt? guard. What about Newhouse? Uh, <laughs> Marshall not, Newhouse. Not a fan? <laughs> Marshall Newhouse? I'll do that. Remember him? <laughs> I was thinking... We've had, a, we've had a couple of those old For some guys. reason, I thought of Sheldon Whitehouse, the <laughs> senator. I don't know why I did. Through all the elections I've passed by right now. I thought of Adrian Waddle. Adrian Waddle. Oh, my God. He was like the eighth string tackle. <laughs> Boys, just to wrap up, I think we're all yeah. in agreement. Stephon Gilmore should have been traded. Um, Bill, I, lo- I love Gilly. Me too. Great guy, great player, but I think it's time to go. I think, I think Bill had two choices. He can either just tank and sell his guys. Or try for the or try for the season and try to acquire some players at the trade deadline. I agree. He did neither. It's your deepest position, and, I, and, and I he's been playing bad this year. Right, and I think we're all in agreement. He's dead that, weight. That we're we're not quite sure what Belichick's thought process is here, but we're excited to hear about it. We're excited to talk about it, and we're gonna see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this week's episode for the Four One Podcast. I'm Pat Daly signing off. I'm Michael Quattromani signing off, and Will Casey signing off. This is the Four One Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Let's go. <laughs> Woo!